You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, we're going to with me. got Jake Noaker. You know me. I'm Sean Levine. Appreciate you checking us out, especially if you're watching on twitch.com backslash betql. We're already a good-looking duo, but now we turn into a really good-looking trio as we head all the way overseas from Eurosport Netherlands. You can follow him at BigMarcel24. He is Big Marcel Dorf joining us here on the show. We were just talking about last week's fights and talking about the possibility of ever seeing Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko. If that fight went down, Marcel, which way would you bet it? Yeah, um, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, good, it's a very good question, you know, because I was kind of, I was like, I think if Valentina, I, I was kind of sure that Valentina would get, if a third fight, I would be backing Valentina in that one, in my mind, you know. But then you see her fighting against Santos last time, and it was a very close fight, in my opinion. And then you see Nunes now against Pena, she pretty much dominated that fight. Now you're like, "Mm, maybe not, you know, but I still want to see that third fight for the simple reason that the first fight was for Nunes. I think that was, was, uh, how do you say that? It was uh, not, not close. But the second fight was very close, in my opinion. I scored it personally for Shevchenko. Uh, no problem with people scoring it for Nunes. I think it was close. But for me, in my mind, it's kind of 1-1. I know officially it's 2-0, and zero, and my opinion doesn't mean ass, you know. But in my mind, it's 1-1. You know what I mean? So I would love to see a third fight. Who I'm backing in that fight, can't say yet, man, because I'm too much thinking about it still. I would, I would, If you asked me a month ago, I'd say Shevchenko. If you ask me now, I can't end up. So I got to be honest about it. Where uh, where was your head at going into last week with Nunes versus Pena, and then what were your impressions after Amanda was able to get it done the way that she did? Yeah, man, I was like, um, I I, th- I took a pretty big thing with uh, Nunes saying that she had bad COVID. You know, she said she had bad COVID, and that she had bad uh, cardio because of that in the first fight. I was like, maybe it's true because we haven't seen Nunes like that tired in the second round before as she was in the first fight against Pena. So I was like, if you look at the first round, maybe you can see how she does it. She did, I think she did amazing. Second round, even better, you know. Um, yeah, I, I picked Nunez before the fight. I got to be honest, I picked her with a finish. So not like a five-round decision. And Pena, dude, Pena almost in the fourth round <laughs> grabbed her arm. So that would have been yeah. a crazy, crazy thing if that happened. So, um, and I would have kind of... Do not want to say destroy, but it would be tarnishing Nunez's legacy, I think, you know, because if you're 2-0 against the current champion, 0-2, I mean, you it's difficult to get a third fight, you know what I mean? But uh, that would have been crazy for the fight because she was clearly up on the, on the scorecards. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I picked Nunez before, but I didn't pick her by decision. I thought she would probably stop her, but uh, kudos to Pena, you know. 
while we're talking to our guest at Big Marcel 24 about fights that we may or may not ever see. When Conor McGregor comes back, I don't think we're going to see a Nate Diaz trilogy at this point. I mean, the only way that happens, I suppose, is if he pulls out upset against Hamza Chimaev. I don't know if you think that's possible. When, when Conor does come back, what fight do you think makes the most sense for him? Because we all know that he gets to pick that fight. Yeah, for him, it, it, it kind of depends where he wants to come back. Does he want to come back at 155? Does he want to come back at 170? You know, you never know with Connor, you know. And um, the, like you said, the DS fight, it's possible, you know. Yeah, but then DS has to re uh, get a new deal because it's the last fight on his deal against Chimaev. And Nate Diaz probably what, what wants to What do you say it's possible? Like you might put like actual money down on Nate Diaz to beat Hamza? Because no. I'm listening. No, I don't, you know, but the thing is with the Diaz brothers, you can never count them out of a fight, you know, it's like, I, I mean, Chimaev is a big favorite in my opinion, I would say 90, 90 to 10 in my opinion, you know, but if we go percentage, but you never can count out the Diaz brother, you saw it in the Edwards fight, you know, Edwards dominating the fight, and out of nowhere, <laughs> Diaz lands a punch, and that was his on shaky legs, you know what I mean, so, or wobbly legs, so, you never can count them out. And uh, the ground game is good, but I think Chimaev overall is too strong, you know. And uh, dude is, is coming into his prime, so I wouldn't say that. But uh, to your question about Connor, man, I think if the UFC is smart, they're going with Masvidal, you know. I think that's a good fight. That's a welterweight. I don't see Connor going back to lightweight, to be really honest, unless something really interests him. And I think the, the most, the best matchups at lightweight right now for Connor probably Tony Ferguson or Dan Hooker. You know, all these others, you know, Conor is not going to fight the Rafael Fiziev's, the Armand Tsurukians, the Mateusz Gamrot. He's not going to fight those. And the Gaethje's Poirier's right now, I don't see it happening. So, I don't know, man. It, it depends on what Conor wants and how the UFC sees his future in the UFC. So, yeah. Uh, looks like we are going to get uh, Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira coming up at uh, UFC 281, which uh, is exciting because, look, I mean, it's got a fun storyline behind it with Pereira's uh, wins in kickboxing over Izzy. And Izzy, I think of the early numbers, he is uh, like a minus 165 favorite right now. But what do you make of that? Like, it, it's it's crossing over sports, but it's still uh, it's still combat. So, like, how much do you buy into the idea that Pereira has wins over Izzy, even if it's not in the, the same sport? And we've certainly seen him blossom as a, as a star in, in UFC. I think it's a completely different matchup in MMA. But on the other hand, I think it's in between Israel's mind. You know, he knows he fought twice against Alex, came up short twice. Got to say, in, in the first fight, it was close. Second fight, I honestly think he did better. But he got knocked out, so he lost. You know, it's pretty clear. But it's in, in his mind, you know. And also the recent fight before, against Cannoneer, which wasn't uh, an amazing fight. Let's be, let's be, uh, let's be, clear about that you know uh, and i think people expect something from him and it's the first time you really got some backlash from the fans like do something you're playing it safe on the other on the other hand you can say dude can play it safe because he's that good you know he is that good that he can play it safe you know and we saw many champions doing that in the in the past but it's not really like for the audience for 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 not not for the hardcore fan but also for the casual fan it's not fun to watch if you saw that kind of near fight but I think it's a completely different matchup. I think, um, listen, man, our, the people say maybe Adesanya going to wrestle or going to go for a ground. I don't see it, dude. The guy is way too proud to go for wrestling here. He wants to knock out Pereira. 
but it's a it's a very dangerous game. You can't go too close to Pereira. You start with Strickland. He has to keep his distance and probably point strike with Pereira, which is a very difficult thing to do. Can he do it? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Adesanya, listen, I know Adesanya, he's super technical, man. If he can play his game against Pereira, he can win the fight. But the thing is, if Pereira lands one more one time clean, he's gone, you know. And that's what many guys who fought Pereira. So that's why it's an intriguing matchup. In my opinion, I, I actually tweeted about it yesterday. If you, if you told me that after Pereira defeated Mikhailidis after a very tough first round, second round, knocking him out with a flying knee, one year later, he's fighting Adesanya and MSG again for a title. I would have called you nuts, you know, but he did it. You know, he's going to fight Adesanya for a title. Going to be an amazing fight, you know. Even I think it even takes, uh, gets more audience to MMA with the kickboxers also now getting into MMA, you know. It's kind of crazy uh, because it's like Izzy's success in wiping out such a division, it speeds up the process for a guy like Pereira because they're just looking for challenges for the guys. So, it's it's strange that you have a guy in Izzy where you are so good and you've cleaned out everybody. So they're just looking for guys, even from other sports. So to get that quick of a ride to the title is basically just because the guy that you beat years ago has beaten everybody. So it's 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 look, it makes for a fun storyline, but it's interesting that you would never see a guy who goes from unranked to a title shot this quickly. It's it's pretty bananas. I fully agree with you, man. And listen, and I, I'll said it before. Normally, I would be against it. You know, I don't like it when people got leapfrogged other guys into the, in the division. The thing is, is he beat almost everybody twice, Robert Whitaker, twice, Marvin Vittori. Um, he beat uh, Jared Cannonier, uh, maybe forgetting some people, uh, Derek Brunson he beat. So it's like, who is going to fight next? And the thing is, Sean Strickland, if he won that fight against Pereira, he was the legit number one contender next, in my opinion. And now Pereira beat him. So what you can going to do? And for the UFC, it's a big fight. They can promote it a lot. They can promote it as we have, like, he's. I think he's the number two or the number three pound-for-pound pound, uh, guy in the UFC. He is undefeated at middleweight, but he has two losses against a guy in kickboxing who's coming now to MMA has looked great in the UFC so far, and he's going to take him on. So they're going to heavily bank on that. Uh, like I said, the kickbox fans will tune in because they love Alex Pereira. You know, Alex Pereira was a huge star in glory, uh, two-division champion. I know he lost right before he came to the UFC. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a huge fight. And I think um, I, I kind of I kind of feel the same way. I think you should deserve your, to fight for the title, and you should fight more uh, ranked guys. You know what I mean? That's That's how I see it. But in this case, it's difficult to deny him a title shot after that win against Sean Strickland, in my opinion. Marcel, you're an encyclopedia, bro. That's impressive. Eurosport Netherlands, follow him at Big Marcel 24 You were going over that resume of uh, Israel Adesanya. What if you compared that resume to one of Kamaru Usman? Right now, which one's more impressive? Oh, man. Um, it's, actually, it's actually difficult, you know. I think... Um, I think the thing with Kamaru Usman is that he, he fought like he defeated. I'm still super impressed with how he defeated Woodley. Remember, I think everybody was like Woodley is, uh, is division one All-American or whatever, you know, and Kamaru was under that, you know, and everybody was like, ah, Kamaru is good, but he's not on Woodley's level. And Kamaru completely dominated uh, Woodley. It was super impressive, in my opinion. Two times, one against Colby. Two wins against Masvidal. And that second win against Masvidal, everybody expected uh, pretty much Masvidal not to win against Usman. At, at least people where I talk with, most people expected Usman to win the second time. 
But the way he did it, he knocked him out clean with a beautiful shot. You know, that's huge. The way he fights, uh, the Burns fight, was in trouble in the first round, completely turned it around, finished Burns. It's impressive to me, you know. If you ask me, I think Adesanya is at a certain level where it's like like this, you know. He always has, sometimes he has like a huge thing with, with Whitaker in the first fight where it was super impressive in my opinion, but he has to be challenged, you know. And I didn't think Adesanya for some reason doesn't feel challenged. He can do it like 50% like he did it against uh, Krenonier and can still edge out the win. Uh, for Kamaru, I think Kamaru... Like he said against uh, ML Meek, like this is only 30%, but he's now getting to 100%, I think. And uh, I feel like, Kama for me, Kamaru is a bigger champion, in my opinion, than Adesanya. Not in popularity, but in uh, the way he wins. Yeah, it's kind of crazy thinking about how mad Dana White was off of that Meek performance, saying the 30% yeah. thing, and now he is championing him as maybe the best welterweight of all time. Like, it's, it's, in, it's, it's funny when you're, uh, when you're promoting a guy how much that stuff can flip. Do you see any way for Leon, uh, another rematch that he's got to take on, but it's years apart? Like, what intrigues you about this in a couple of weeks when they, uh, well, they'll square off again? Yeah, I think Leon deserved rematch, you know, but I, yeah, I got to be really honest with you. I'd be surprised if he wins against Kamaru. I don't see Leon winning against Kamaru because I don't think, I think Leon has, has a very good game. He's pretty good on the ground. He's solid striking, but I think Kamaru beats him just everywhere and maybe not not uh, with a dominant way or or destroys or whatever i think it will be competitive but i think kamaru is just overall better you know what i mean i think his wrestling is stronger you know i think his stand-up is coming together very nice as well as of lately the last two years couple of two years you know so for me i think kamaru wins that's what i think but if it's going to happen Never know, you know. I I always say it's MMA. I'm not never saying like it's going to 100 happen because you never never know, you know. It's weird too when guys fight for a second time, but it was so long ago they fought the first time. It's yeah. like how much do you really put into that? Uh, we got a couple of minutes left with Big Marcel Dorf. I follow him at Big Marcel 24. We haven't even talked about the fights going down tonight. Keep in mind that coming up on the show as soon as you sign off, we're gonna bring on Jamal Hill. So keep that in mind. When you tell us, do you like Jamal Hill tonight or do you like Tiago Santos coming in as an underdog at plus 265? First of all, I respect both the guys a lot. You know, um, Jamal Hill, I actually interviewed him uh, like three days ago. Super cool guy, you know, and I think he's a big talent in the division. Um, I picked him to win by first round knockout. Uh, I don't say that because he's after me on the show, but I'm just honest. I think that's going to happen. Santos isn't, hasn't been the same after coming back off that injury after he uh, lost to John Jones in a close fight. You know, I think he only won against Walker, which was a very, very lopsided decision win. Not, not very good, you know. Uh, it hasn't, hasn't looked at the Santos like the killer we know before, you know. And uh, maybe this this fight it comes back, but I don't think so. You know, Jamal Hill, uh, young, still young in the, in the sport, I think. Uh, looks good. Two quick knockouts last time against uh, Jimmy Crute and against uh, Johnny Walker. Dude is impressive, you know, and he has everything in his, in, his, uh, in his arsenal to get far in the sport, I think. So this is for him the next step. If he wins this one, he takes the sixth spot of Santos, you know, and he he's be in the mix with the contenders in the light heavyweight division. So, um, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking uh, Jamal Hill here by a first-round knockout. That's my prediction. Me too. That's what I'm picking. I like it. Marcel Dor from Eurosport Netherlands. Follow him at Big Marcel 24. Thank you, brother. You were great today. We'll bring you back on very, very soon. Appreciate your time. 
Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, see you guys later. Thank you so much. He is at That's Big Marcel 24. Marcel Dorf joining us here on Tapped Out. It's crazy because I like checking off names of people that I've never met. I never met a Marcel. I didn't know they existed. The only Marcel that I'd ever heard of was uh, Marcel the monkey from Friends. You're looking at me like you've got like a brother named Marcel. You know Marcel? You know what? I don't. Me <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, now I That's have Marcel. I yeah. Big Marcel. Voice lies from Brendan Tobin. You're locked into the BetQL network.